Welcome to a new episode of Acting Out. Joining me today is Brianne. Brianne, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for being here today. I'm happy to be. So tell me a little bit about yourself. How long have you been in acting for? Uh, just a little over two years. Okay, right on. Have you um, done any projects? Or are you just auditioning a lot? A lot of auditioning, uh, yeah. but I was... I did book a theater play a year ago, actually. So that was really fun. Oh, that's fun. Do you prefer stage or screen? Um, I've done some background work in screen. I mm-hmm. would love to be able to do more screen. I really did enjoy the theater play, though. So I'm not sure if I have a preference right now. Yeah. I would probably have to do a little bit more of both to figure out which one I really like more. And why did you want all oh, your cats so cute? <laughs> yes, no, sorry. That's <laughs> okay. Um, why do you want to be an actor? Um, I did think of an answer to that because I was pretty sure that would come up, and now <laughs> I'm to condense it. Uh, I guess I love the idea of telling a story and being a character in someone else's story. Um, just that creative process of telling a story, I'm saying that a lot, uh, is so much fun. Entering another world. I've always been a very creative person, uh, mm-hmm. whether it was writing my own stories as a kid. I always lived in a fantasy world as a kid. I was always playing, pretending to be someone else as a child. Yeah. So I guess when I started acting, it was like, oh, I guess I'm just doing what I always did as a kid. Only now I have permission to do that as an adult. Um, and yeah just entering something else and taking on someone else's character is so much fun and also even if it's more serious topics it's like oh yeah having that privilege to tell that story of someone else is just it's a really neat experience Mm -hmm. I feel like almost every actor I ask that question to we all have the same if not very similar answers my answer is very identical to that Mm -hmm. Are you are you represented? Like, do you have an agent, or do you mostly self submit? Currently, I'm mostly self su- self submitting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to look for an agent in the next little while, but I need to work on getting a package together so that I have something to show them. So, do you now? What sites do you use for casting? Uh, currently, it's mostly on Facebook. That's where most of my casting calls come through. Okay. Um, I'd like to start using Backstage a little bit more because I get mm-hmm. all the emails for that. Um, but where I live, most of the casting calls currently are coming through Facebook. Where are you based? Uh, Calgary, Alberta. Oh, another kid. I don't get to talk to many Canadians. I'm out on the <laughs> East Coast in New Brunswick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're in Canada too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the people I have on here are based in the States. So it's always yep. exciting when I see another Canadian. Mm-hmm. I agree. And you've been you've been training with Vaz at the Online mm-hmm. Actor. How long have you been training with him? Uh, actually, he I started training with him almost within a month of deciding to start acting. Okay, uh, so I, quite a long time then. Yep. I found him on Facebook again uh, when I logged into. I'm like, oh, I should find some acting sites. Let's log into the acting pages around me. And he was promoting his classes on those. I'm like, cool, I'll give it a shot. And he's held me captive since. <laughs> what do you like most about training with Baz? Um, I love his coaching style. It's very, like, he's constructive. So he does give, like, the feedback of feedback. I swear I can talk. He gives <laughs> the feedback of how you can improve. But it's also very... Um, encouraging so I never feel like oh I can't I can't do anything when I leave but it's like oh I can I can come back I can be helped um and he's also very approachable like I've Mm -hmm. messaged him outside of class time to be like hey I'm like exciting things like hey I booked a background role here and I'm super excited and he will be super thrilled about it and give me encouragement about how to do something or I'll message him about something I found in a movie that I'm like oh this tied into the classwork and he will be totally like happy to chat and so that's what I love about his coaching style is that he's he's approachable he's willing to listen and hear and then give feedback 
and it's not like he's like oh i'm so much better than you because i've done stuff and shut up and listen to me yeah. <laughs> he reminds me of i don't know are you familiar with sanford meisner at all i'm familiar i haven't um done much i always say that vaz has a very similar teaching technique to Meisner because Meisner always said to act is to live truthfully under imaginary circumstances. And that's very much how Vaz teaches how to be honest and believable on camera. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I can see that. And I like that he's not, he's not very critical. Like when you're doing your scenes, he's not overly critical. He's not like that was terrible. Like do it again. Mm -hmm. Like some, I've taken some classes where coaches have done that and it's, it's it's very intimidating when they do that. Yeah. But Vaz is more like, okay, that's great, but let's try it this way now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's helpful. Yes, absolutely. Where do you hope to be in five years as an actor? Oh, that's a good question. This might not be the answer you're looking for, but I would like to not be doubting myself as much as an actor. I like that answer. Uh, I would like to be confident in who I am and what I can do. Um, whatever that means, wherever I am, but I would just like to be confident that I can, that what I have and what I'm bringing to the table mm-hmm. is a value. That's a very that- unique answer. I like that. Do you have any dream roles or projects that you want to be a part of someday? I would love, I think the heroes that I love are the slightly morally gray characters. Okay. Uh, movies and the villains, like strong villains. Yeah. Not like well thought out. So like one of my favorite characters is Bellatrix Lestrange. Oh, that's and, a good one. Uh, So like the character that you, that's like, she's such a, strong character in a sense um and or i like marvel as well so i love the characters i like captain america but he's very clean and nice and perfect (laughs) i prefer the characters who have a more questionable backstory what like um i hope for him say black widow or hawkeye or scarlet witch yep those characters that are a little bit like they're still good, but they do questionable things or they have backstories that could turn them bad or things like that. So those are the characters I would love to play. Characters that could be bad, whether it's, you know, Scarlet Witch's story where she's good and then bad and good and bad. They have strong uh, character and story arcs. Yes. Not like I don't want to play just the perfect person who just does everything right. Yeah. I prefer to play slightly morally gray, potentially bad people, or just really well-written villains. I don't know if that makes sense. But it, it absolutely makes sense. I also love fantasy, and I love that genre of stuff. So I'd love to play a character in some sort of sci-fi fantasy uh, piece. So. These characters almost seem like they're like the opposite of you as a person. So what would you kind of do to get into the mindset of those kinds of characters. Uh, it is funny that you would say that because that's something even Vast said when he first started training me. Yeah. And then I showed up to the Halloween two months in as Bellatrix was strange and pulled a knife out on Zoom. <laughs> oh, you are not who I thought you were. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, I think for me it's, uh, and it is, it is different than who I am in real life a lot of times, but I think for yeah. me it's, it gives me a little freedom to kind of play around with something that I'm not. So it's like, oh, this is a safe place to be someone who I'm not mm-hmm. in a safe way. Um, I, it was, that was how I described it to someone. It's like, this isn't the type of character I'm not. I'm not like a bad villain type character, but I get to play them. So I get to put all of my frustration that normally I would not take out on the world into that character does that answer your question yeah absolutely yeah so I and because I let myself kind of imagine things I think then it's like well this is my character I will what what did motivate them to do this and then Mm -hmm. just kind of create that character arc and you know 
just make that backstory for that character, figure out, just put myself in their emotions and in their world. Do you find that a lot of the characters you've been auditioning for are the kinds of roles you'd like to play like that? Or is it kind of a mix of like the nice girl next door and the villain as well? It's kind of a mix. If I'm choosing between two to audition for, I usually go with the slightly, I usually choose, do not choose the girl next door. Yeah. I usually choose the opposite. Um, I can, and I will, I do push myself because I'm like, I will go out of my comfort zone and choose the girl next door. My energy level is usually slightly darker Mm -hmm. and slightly more sarcastic and cynical and um that so if I want to push my comfort zone I'll be like fine I'll be sweet and nice and pretty on camera (laughs) (laughs) so it'll depend on what mood I'm in and I mean if there's just one role and it's the girl next door I still will do it because if that's the role to play I'll still do it but I don't want to be typecast just because yeah girl next door I also want to show that I can do a different role what would you say has been your biggest challenge as an actor so far? Probably my own head, as mm-hmm. in my own mind. Yeah. Not my physical head. Um, I I like to call it my little gremlins that run in my head and tell me <laughs> I can't do anything. Uh, I am a perfectionist, so then I, I'm very rarely satisfied with what I do. Mm-hmm. So whether it's self-tapes or auditions or whatever it's like well that wasn't good enough so we really shouldn't send that take in or um or that whole sense of are you really an actor because you haven't booked something for a while that's probably been my biggest hang-up so far and so fighting through that that's a great and that's another thing that I like to talk to people about is at what point do you call yourself an actor even if you have no credit under your belt and me personally I feel if you're doing something to reach towards your goal whether you're consistently in class or you're consistently auditioning you're an actor to me I I don't think it necessarily matters about the credits or what you have on your resume it's just are you working towards that goal Mm -hmm. but I'm also very critical of myself in that sense too where I'll do a self-tape and if I don't like it I'm like Am I really an actor though? You know, and it's just, it's hard not to let those intrusive thoughts in. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it just almost comes naturally to actors. We just self-doubt ourselves sometimes, especially in the world of self-tapes nowadays. We have no choice but to look at ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Over and over and over again. <laughs> do you ever find that like sometimes me, if I'll do like a bunch of takes of self-tapes and if I can't choose one because I'm just like well I just I suck at all of them do you ever like send them off to like friends or something like that and get their opinion no because I really don't want them to watch it (laughs) (laughs) usually what I do then is I know like I'll take them and then if I know that I'm in my head I'll be like I'm done Mm -hmm. finished will not do anymore because I'll just run this to death and yeah. then I'll watch them through, I'll favorite them as I go, and then I'll go between the two favorites and like, yeah, well, I won't do any more, so I'll just have to send whatever it is. I don't like them, so hopefully they will. Yeah. And I'll so just give up usually at that point. And sometimes, and you never know, sometimes they might be rooting for you behind the scenes, but you well, just, you don't normally hear anything about it. It is funny, because I did one this weekend that I did not like anything that I sent. I was like, that was terrible. And I didn't get the part, but they said, we were really impressed by your audition. And I'm like, did you have eyeballs? It's yeah. See, and that's where like the intrusive thoughts come into play. Cause it's like, maybe it was really good and we just don't see ourselves that way. But I feel like a lot of the times there might be people rooting for you behind the scenes, but you're just not exactly what they're looking for at that Mm -hmm. time. And I think that was probably it. And so it's like, oh, okay. So stop telling yourself you can't do it. Work on what you're doing and then just keep going. I also have such a fear of rejection. Like a lot of the times in this industry, you don't hear no. You just don't hear anything. 
It's like yeah. you're sending yourself tape out into the abyss and then that's yeah. it. So it's, mm-hmm. it, it can be really scary. Yep. I prefer an email saying, hey, we didn't go with you. Thank you for your submission. Then, yeah. oh, I guess they're filming and I guess I didn't get it. Yeah, like just tell me something. Like, mm-hmm. you know, don't tell me I sucked because that's just going to make me feel worse <laughs> about myself. But just say, hey, maybe you're not what we were looking for at this time, but thank you for submitting. Yeah. So I find that things like that, I get that occasionally, mm-hmm. like very seldom will I get an email like that. 95% of the time it's, all right, well, I guess they didn't pick me. Yep. And and that's hard. That's really hard. It is. It's hard. But uh, I feel like it's just something we have to deal with. I feel like that's it's just <laughs> never ending. That's just how it is in this industry. Mm-hmm. Unless you're an A-list. You know, I'm sure Ryan Gosling will hear, no, man, sorry, like, we went on to the next. But for us mm-hmm. little ones, it's just, it's a struggle. Yeah, we're just like, mm, okay, not that, not that, not that. Yep. What would you say are your strengths as an actor? Um, Depends on which one of my coaches you talk to. I think <laughs> one of my strengths is that I can... Um, and this is funny because in my last class with Vass, I said that I wasn't doing great on this, but I can improv well. Okay. So, and I say depends on which of my coaches you talk to, because I had a different coach who told me I wasn't allowed to improv on a certain self-tape because they wanted me to stick directly to the lines for one of yeah. the classes. But I can. I can make up stuff if I'm forgetting my lines. So that's very helpful for theater, live theater that I am able to make up stuff on the spot and not freeze when I don't remember my lines. I suck at that. Like that's one of the hardest things in class for me. Cause I just, when you need to improv, I just feel put on the spot and I don't like, I know it's weird because we're actors, but I don't like being the center of attention. So it's like, everyone's anticipating, like, what is she going to say next? And in my head, I'm like, don't look at me. I don't know (laughs) what I'm going to say. So it's definitely not my strong suit at all. Yeah, I am a little too good with it when it comes to not knowing, like, if I'm not comfortable with my lines for class, I can make up stuff like no one else's business and just pretend I know my lines. Um, I wish it could be like that. It's occasionally not great. Like I said, a different coach told me once, he's, they're like, we gave you a scene. We want you to work on it, but we want you word for word. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> that's that's the hard part because I'm the girl that calls line. Like if I mm-hmm. just, even if I like work really hard to memorize them, when I get nervous, my mind will just blank. And then I'm like, ah, uh, what was my line again? <laughs> So I'll be the one calling line. Mm-hmm. But like I in the theater play I did, I did mess up my line the one time. And I was like, I have no idea what line is next. I guess I'm just going to throw in a line that doesn't belong anywhere. And everyone on stage knew that that wasn't the right line. But I was like, okay, that is a strength I have. I can create lines. I've done that in a live audition before where I had no idea what the monologue was supposed to be. So I just started making up stuff left, right, and center. Yeah, and I feel like if you're good at finding things that fit the scene, that they're not just totally random off topic, then I say go for it. Yeah. So that would be one strength, I think. Um, please ignore the cat. She's being weird. <laughs> going to have meowing and recording. Um, anyway, uh, another strength. I have a wide range of like people knowledge from my different job experiences so I think that mm-hmm. helps me be like, able to fit different characters um so I think that would be another strength that's a really weird description of it. but um yeah I think that would be another one I've worked in a very vast I've worked in a wide range of jobs that have given me a lot of experience working with people and mm-hmm. a lot of different walks of life Honestly, and I feel like people watching and learning from other people, that that really does help a lot in this industry because you kind of learn certain people's mannerisms and their characteristic traits. And I've done that before. Sometimes mm-hmm. if I'm struggling with an audition, I'll go out and I'll just sit on my front porch and just people watch. 
and then I'll find someone that maybe looks like they might fit the character and I'll just I'll just sit there and I'll just study them I might look crazy you know sitting there (laughs) looking at them but I find it helps a lot yeah and definitely one of my strengths would be I'm really good at pinpointing feeling how the character's feeling in a certain moment even mm. though I can't relate at this certain point in time, I'll look back to something on a time in my life where I did feel that way. And I channeled that. So I think I'm always, I'm, I would feel like I'm pretty good at relating to characters, even if they're, even if they're the villain, you know, I'm sure at a certain point in my life, I felt like I just was so angry at someone that I just wanted to, you know, hit them over the head kind of thing. Mm. So I'll channel that. Who are some of your favorite actors? Oh, good question. I I love Helena Bonham Carter. Mm-hmm. She's, I mean, okay. I, when I said Bellatrix the Strange, I also love what Helena Bonham Carter did with her. But I just love her various characters. Again, an actor who can just create such a wide range of characters mm-hmm. and emotions. And I love watching her act. Um, I'm trying to think of actors' names. I know actors. I just sometimes blink on their names, which is really, really terrible. Um, I really enjoy watching Robert Downey Jr. act. Mm -hmm. And I was just thinking about him right now because Iron Man was on the TV the other day. So I was just watching him and the different... Just different manners. And since being an actor, watching movies is kind of a split mind because mm-hmm. I'm watching the movie for the plot. And then I'm also watching the movie as like, wow, that was an interesting acting choice. Um, him. Sorry, my brain has gone a bit blank right now. I love Maggie Smith. That's another and good one. Stephen. She's just amazing. I also love her accent, so I love listening to her. (laughs) (laughs) She's just, she's amazing. Um, I, as far as different characters, I love watching Johnny Depp because he creates like the world's most interesting characters in each of his movies. Mm -hmm. He puts himself into the different characters and you're like, how did you create that character choice? How did you make that character throughout the entire movie um so he's fascinating to watch for his different characters um i know i'll think of all of them as soon as we're done here i feel like it's so hard to just choose like a list of a few like there's so many actors that i'm a fan of but then it's just it's just so hard to choose because they're all unique in their own individualistic ways like for me mm-hmm. the big one would be Meryl Streep I was thinking of her too honestly as I was going through the list yeah. I think honestly like she, her range mm-hmm. is absolutely incredible and I, I hope to be that kind of actor someday yeah no she's another good one I was uh, the word range is probably one I was trying to think of <laughs> ones I was talking about <laughs> couldn't get it Yes, no, she she is incredible. Um, yeah. I think even Ryan Reynolds too, he is oh, he's he's also on the top of my list. Yes. Mm-hmm. He I love I, his dry, sarcastic humor, and it almost seems like it just I almost feel like he improvs like a lot of his lines, his movies, because it looks like it just comes so naturally to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I'm also probably a little biased with him because he's Canadian, so... Yes, yeah. (laughs) I like him. I mean, I like his acting, but he's also Canadian, so... Ryan Gosling, too. Rachel McAdams. Mm -hmm. There's some good talent that came out of Canada. Yep. Please, be quiet. I'm talking to the cat, not you. (laughs) I get it. I have two cats. They can be a handful sometimes. She always acts up as soon as I, like, go on Zoom. She's like, I need attention. Yeah. So, um, what would you say, like, who or what inspires you most as an actor? Oh, 
That is a very good question. I think knowing how act like a show helped me through some very rough seasons of my life mm -hmm. has kind of had that thought that I mean some people can go like oh acting it's just you know people doing stuff and it's not really useful and I'm like well for me watching a show especially during a very rough season of my life really helped me mm -hmm. like no it wasn't them just being useless or just making lots of money it was actually very helpful for me so maybe I in telling a story through my acting can help someone else uh, and I know I have used movies and tv shows to encourage me after a hard day of work or to help me through rough seasons and it's like well maybe I can do that for someone else maybe I can help tell a story to brighten somebody else's day if they're dealing with some hard stuff so I think that would be one one reason why I want to act and want to mm -hmm. tell other stories for other people that's kind of what you want to be like remembered for throughout your career mm -hmm. yeah and and just to kind of be that you know bring bring happiness or hope or light to other people I like that that's good yeah because even myself I kind of use certain shows and movies as an escape just to kind of get mm -hmm. out of my own head for yeah. a little bit or I'll be watching a show and someone a character will be going through what I'm going through at that mm -hmm. time in my life and it just it makes you feel not alone yeah and I think that's what that's what I would like to be remembered for is just making people feel something, giving mm -hmm. them an escape, making them feel like they're not alone. And I think, I think that's what makes good acting, honestly. Yeah. Totally. Now what I, I like to ask this question, what is a trick that you use to memorize lines? Um, <laughs> I go backwards. Oh, so I'll go through the whole script. Um, and make sure like I generally know the context of the thing I'll read it through like a couple of times and then I'll start from the back and go up <gasps> so I will <laughs> you know your reaction is what a lot of <laughs> <laughs> but then I will work whether it's like I'll break it into parts if it is broken into parts I'll do that or I will um you know go a page I'll work on that page go over and over like about three or four times yeah I'll go up a page, go that page like three times, then I'll go set like the two pages a mm -hmm. couple of times. Then I'll go up the next page, work on that page and do all of that. And then keep on going that way. Because usually the last half of whatever is being memorized is the shakiest. Mm -hmm. So by going backwards, I find I know most of that stuff. Because the when you go top to bottom... Anyway, by the time I go from the top to the bottom, I'm comfortable with the first half because I've been doing it and I'm always starting top to bottom, but I know that bottom half very, very well. That's interesting. Yeah. And then, I'll, I mean, if there's a monologue in there somewhere, I'll work on that over and over again. I'll pull out trouble spots. But yeah, I usually go backwards. That's very interesting. I feel like if I did that, like I would just memorize the script backwards. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Do you find yourself doing any like script analysis at all? Like writing any little notes, like understanding why they're doing what they're doing and why they're feeling what they're feeling at that time in the script? Not usually. I I don't usually write notes about it. I will sometimes read it in different tones. So that might be like verbal script analysis. Mm -hmm. I will usually try to change up the way I read it. So I'll read it as if they're angry. I'll read it as if they're sad. I'll read it as if they're astonished. I'll read it as if they're really frustrated. So it's like, so which one works? And I'll try to never read it in the same way so that I don't get it stuck in my head that this is the emotion that it's being read in. Um, so that it's an open... Uh, an open emotion because I'm like I don't want to make this a stuck that this is the emotion that it is 
while I'm memorizing it. I like that. That's interesting. I find that I am so OCD about my script analysis. Like I always have little notes. I figure out, okay, what does the character want? What do they want in this overall scene? What will happen if they don't get what they want? Like my script pages will just be filled with little Mm. notes along the way. And I just, I can't, like I have to do it. I almost find that it helps me memorize the scene better because I have a better understanding of it. That makes sense. I... I have never been one to write stuff down when I memorize stuff. So it tends to all just be like mental sticky notes. Um, So then it's like, I'll probably think out what's happening and then I'll figure it out as I'm reading it. And usually I'll figure it out. Like if I have a scene that I'm reading with someone, I will maybe verbalize act, like figure it out with them. Yeah. Like, okay. Like there was one that I'm like, I have absolutely no idea how I'm processing this like mm-hmm. I do not know this is the only way I can think about it and then they help me as well they're like well maybe you could read it this way. I'm like oh that makes total sense yeah I like that every actor and this is why I like asking actors this question because everyone has a different perception mm-hmm. of the scene and what's going on and I honestly I find that learning from other actors helps me grow as an actor myself mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know if that makes sense but oh no totally it definitely helps Well, that's why, like, I have a couple of readers that I usually go to consistently um, that I know, like, they know kind of my acting style, uh, but I also, so they know how I'm going to read, Mm -hmm. but they also, so they can actually give me the input based off of kind of how I act, and I know them, and I'm like, yeah, I trust your input, I trust your judgment on this, and so it's like we can collaborate with my different scenes, Mm -hmm. which is super valuable. But yeah, no, it's it's funny to see how different people approach their different scenes. Honestly, I love how like learning how different actors' minds work. I find it absolutely fascinating. Mm -hmm. And I find that sometimes along the way, I'll start utilizing tips and tricks that I've heard them say along the way, just subconsciously, just from talking to them. And I'm like, oh, well, hey, that actually works. Like, that was a great tip. I think the backwards memorizing, honestly, I played piano all my life and we backwards practiced for a lot of songs to learn them. Mm -hmm. So we would start at the end and work our way to the front to memorize our pieces. And I think that's how I just automatically started memorizing my scripts when I started acting. My brain works in weird ways. Like I find the only way I can really, really memorize is if, well, one, the script analysis and then two, I'll record my lines Mm. and I'll put headphones in and I'll just go off and do my own thing and listen to my lines. And I I hate listening to the sound of my own voice. I absolutely hate it. But for some reason it sticks and it helps me memorize. I've done that. I have a voice recorder app that I can plug scripts into. Um, and so it'll read it off in a different voice. Oh, that's really handy. What app is this? Because um... I'd really love not to hear my own oh. voice. It's called Script Rehearser. Script Rehearser. Okay, I'm going to look into so this. If you have a um, PDF form, yeah. all you do is you open it with Script Rehearser in your phone, and then you can set it up with either a male or a female voice reading out the lines, and it and then you can set it up so that you can either have your lines read back to you, which I do if I'm driving. Mm-hmm. So yes, yep being read to me or you can have it that it'll be a pause before your lines so yeah. you can say and then it'll say your lines back and you're like oh I was totally off or it'll not say your lines at all so you can just have that read to you you say yours and go back like that oh I need to start so, using this because I can't yeah I honestly cannot stand the sound of my own voice for some reason I don't know why yeah so I I've actually found it really helpful um for learning my lines especially if I'm like driving a lot and I don't have time to like sit and read my lines I will put it on the script rehearser app I'll open the pdf onto there and just have it read to me and I can just say it back and I don't have to voice record them because yeah I will not listen to myself it's I don't know why but I, I honestly think it's because I think I sound just so different I even hate watching my self-tapes back because I don't like watching or hearing myself because to me, from what I hear when I'm talking in my everyday life, sounds different on a recording. And I, I don't like it. Everybody, like, because I was doing some voiceovers and I listened to them and I was like, oh, that sounds horrible. 
Yeah, especially when I do because I stepped back from on camera auditions because I'm I'm four months pregnant. So that's you know I've taken a step back from that. Thank you. But I've been doing a lot of voiceover auditions because who's gonna hire a pregnant actress on camera? No one really. And I just I I dislike voice auditions because I just don't I don't want to hear myself. Yeah. And then if I don't get it, I'm like, yeah, hey, I don't blame them. Like I didn't like the way I sounded either. That's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, this 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 app really helped. No, you said you're in, in Calgary, right? Yes. Do you find that there are a lot of opportunities out there for you? Uh so I just moved to Calgary in August actually from Olds, which was right like mm-hmm. will you get out of my computer, please, Kat? <laughs> um uh Olds was like an hour away from Calgary and had like no opportunities Mm -hmm. so moving to Calgary definitely opened up a lot more opportunities there's two university colleges here that have film uh, programs Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of student films that are casting Calgary has a lot of a lot of film like The Last of Us was filmed in Calgary oh really literally right next to where I live oh that's pretty cool like in the mall next to me the mall that isn't in existence because when a mall is asked to film a like post-apocalyptic zombie film uh, TV show, I don't yeah. think the mall is in existence anymore. Literally, I can walk to where The Last of Us was filmed. Um, so a lot of stuff is filmed in um, Calgary. What was the one that Andrew Garfield Garfield is that his name? Yeah. Yes, sorry, it just sounded really weird to my head suddenly. Um, Andrew Garfield did the Heaven one. Oh, um, I'm trying to think of the name of the movie. I know the movie <laughs> you're talking about because I've seen the yeah. previews for it. I didn't realize it was filmed in Calgary. That's pretty yes, cool. It was. I actually submitted to be a background actor for it. Didn't get it. But um, that was filmed in Calgary as well. So... You know, there's stuff that gets filmed in Calgary, big stuff that gets filmed in Calgary. Um, I think Heartland, too, the TV show. Heartland's I think they film in Alberta. Yeah. So, like, it, it's not a, like, there's stuff that gets filmed in Calgary. Uh, there's indie productions, there's student productions, there's larger productions. So there's opportunities. There's there's a lot more, like, if I wanted to do workshops or classes in person, which... Mm-hmm. I haven't had that much opportunity because I also started acting during COVID. Yeah. Calgary just has a lot more opportunity than where I used to live. So that's good. Yeah. I feel like the East Coast has, I'm originally from Toronto, which obviously oh. huge film center. Yeah. Um, but we moved out East and I feel like it's such a hidden gem out here. Like there are things that are filmed out here. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's such a like almost like a hidden place of the world that mm-hmm. like the East Coast, I think it has so much to offer yeah. out here. It's just, you know, and I, I feel like they're filming more and more things out here now because people are mm-hmm. discovering yeah. the little gem that it is. Mm-hmm. The East Coast is beautiful. I've been oh, out. Lovely. It's so nice. And mm-hmm. honestly, it's I, I live in a small town, but closest film center to me would be uh Fredericton mm. or Halifax like my agents out in Halifax um I think mostly a lot of the things that are filmed down here are in St. John's Newfoundland oh really mm-hmm. like I know they film Hudson Rex out there oh okay there's a show called Son of a Critch that they film out there as well oh okay a lot of Hallmark movies mm-hmm. but um yeah it's just I'm excited to see what the next five years holds for the film industry yeah. out here for sure. Yeah, no, that would be interesting. It's yeah, and everyone asks me, like, well, why did you move from like a big film center to a smaller one? I'm like, well, one, Toronto got stupidly expensive. Huh. Two, I feel like the East Coast just has so much to offer. And I'm just mm-hmm. waiting. Like I feel like yeah. it's, you know, in five years that people will recognize that. Yeah. Plus, being in a small town. If I were to book something, it would give me an opportunity to travel and see more of yeah. the East Coast. And I'm I'm all for that. I don't mind driving three hours to Halifax. That's fine. Yeah. So it's, I'm excited to see mm-hmm. what it brings. 
Now, what would you say, and I like asking this question, what would you say makes you stand out from other actors? Apparently my ability to go blank with questions. <laughs> oh. It's a hard question. It is a very hard question. Yeah. I feel like everyone stumbles on on it when I ask it. I love watching people like thinking. Uh-huh. <laughs> It'd be absolutely anything. I think I bring a I think my medical experience as a nurse oh. will bring a skill set that not necessarily a lot of other actors will have. I'm not saying that no other actor is a nurse, but I think that is one unique thing about me. And that has given me also a lot of experience working with other people. So I can play a very wide range of roles, mm -hmm. whether it's medical or any of the other people I have worked with in caring for them as a nurse. I like that. My answer is just seems so simplistic, but my answer is always, I'm just me and I'm mm -hmm. very unique and there's no one else like me out there. And I think that my individuality is what would make me stand out most from other actors. That's a good answer. I it like sounds that. so simple, but honestly, it's true. Like you're only you. There's no one else out there like you. I like your confidence in that too. Took me a long time to get there. <laughs> yes. Because I'm coming back to acting after a 10-year, mm. long 10-year break. I did acting and modeling as a teenager. Um, but the industry at such a young age, mm. it really took a toll on my mental health. And I had to learn how to prioritize my mental health first. So mm. I think that's where my confidence stems from. You know, because I had an agent at the time that was telling me, well, you're not good enough or you're not skinny enough and things like that. And when you're 15 and 16, that that takes a toll. And I said, you know what? I need to step away from this mm -hmm. and I need to get myself in check first. So that's why when everyone asked me, like, oh, well, where did your confidence come from? It was a long work in progress, a very oh. long work in progress. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's this industry can be hard. And I, I still have my moments, but it's nowhere near as detrimental to my mental health now as I feel it was mm. back then. Because I'm like, all right, you think I don't look the part enough? Good for you. On to the next. See you later. Whereas back then it was why. I was always just saying why. So it's, yeah, I, that's what I always say to actors is, Definitely prioritize your mental health, first and foremost. Acting will always be there. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so if you could live in any TV or movie universe for a week, which one would you choose? Wow. That's a fun question. Mm-hmm. a good question um definitely not some of my favorite movies because I don't want to live in those universes <laughs> <laughs> I actually might say the Marvel universe like as in the like some of the beginning of the Marvel universe yeah I'm just currently re-watching them for the second time so I would probably live in there I like that I <laughs> I'm obsessed with the summer I turned pretty. Like I'm a sucker for a good, good love triangle romance story. 
So I would want to live in that universe for a week and be the one that comes in and causes trouble for those love triangles. <laughs> That's amazing. Just just completely stirs the pot and then leaves and never mm-hmm. seen from again. And then they're all like, well, what was the point of that? And I'm like, it's okay. They're not going to see me ever again. So it's all right. That's amazing. Yeah. Just come in com- total chaos and then leave. That's great. Well, touching base on that question, what fictional character do you think you'd get along with the most? You have really, really good questions. No, <laughs> uh, there was some recently that I was like, yes, I connect with you very well, but now I cannot remember them. I feel like I can't think of any other movies other than like <laughs> Marvel, and I swear that I watch more than Marvel. <laughs> and I've watched more than Marvel recently. But for some reason, I cannot think of anything right now. Mine would be Joey Tribbiani from Friends. Oh, that's a good one. For sure, just because I think our humor levels mm-hmm. are the same. We're both struggling actors trying to, you know, catch a break. And we both like food. So there's that. That's, that's good. I think mine would either be Hawkeye from Marvel because mm-hmm. of his, I mean, I just watched the Age of Ultron. So some of his sarcasm and there, just uh, his frustration with the world a little bit and I I really like Hawkeye. He's one of my favorites. Or, and going back to Friends, would be Chandler. Great character. Oh, such a shame that Matthew Perry passed away. Chandler was honestly another one of my favorites. Yeah. So some of some of the some of his humor is definitely my style of humor. Um yeah. The dry sarcastic. I love like the dry, sarcastic, but almost too honest and raw. Like he, yeah. I actually didn't know this, but apparently, you know, he would improv a lot of his lines. And I was like, wow, well, just, I didn't know that. It just, his acting mm-hmm. just in general just seems so authentic. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. was, I think that was the one scene where Ross was on the phone with Emily in London and he handed Chandler a lamp and that wasn't scripted. So Chandler's reaction, like his like, you know what the fuck face was like it was completely genuine because he was like this is not supposed to happen like what do I do but it fit and mm-hmm. it went with the scene and I think honestly that's I like watching it over and over again because I'm like it's so funny and it fits his character too if I'm sorry what and, yeah just the what am I supposed to do with it I was like yeah. <laughs> yeah to be honest I'd have the same reaction if if a co-star handed me a lamp I'd be like sir what this wasn't we didn't block this. We didn't. What the? You're you're on the phone. What does this life have to do with anything? <laughs> um. So my last question that I have is: if there was a blooper reel of your life, what moment would be on it? You're like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There, there's a lot that could be on it, honestly. I am not exactly the world's most graceful human. Uh, I am also not necessarily the world's most... I'm not very... Yeah, I'm not careful. I do definitely stick my foot in my mouth multiple times. There's, there's It would be a very, very long reel. Um, I'm trying to pinpoint specific things. I mean, most recently at work, I walked directly into a closing sliding glass door oh, so no. hard that I bounced off of it. Oh, I've done that. Oh. Um, so that would be one. 
I think one that sticks out as a kid that still makes me remember the embarrassment from it was we were out camping and we were with friends and I was sitting between the couple, like it was a couple, like there was two families that we were with and we were with mm-hmm. like the, the parents of the other, of the family. And we were out watching a show, like, you know, the wilderness shows that were at this campground. And I was sitting between the husband and wife. And I went to go use the bathroom and I came back. I was probably like seven and I came back and I went and I ran up and they were, they had moved closer together while I was gone. So I went and I like squished my way between them and sat there looking. And then I looked up at them and realized I had no idea who this couple was. (laughs) And they just looked down at me like with this, okay, this weird kid just decided to come and sit between us. No idea who she is. And I was like, oh crap. I don't know these people. Where are my people? And so I got up and ran and I was just like, I don't know where anybody is. Where are my siblings? Where, where, where is everybody? And then I found them. They were all like standing and they watched me. They had all watched me walk past them and go sit between this couple and hadn't stopped me. Yeah. So that was, that was really awkward, really embarrassing. But yeah. I think for me, it would be, it was my senior year in high school and it was, we were rehearsing for our end of year theater production and there was this blue silky fabric on the stage that was supposed to symbolize water. And so the, the stage lights go down, goes pitch black. Obviously, I couldn't see anything, didn't realize I had stepped on the silky fabric. And the next thing I knew, I fell. Everybody heard this loud, loud thump. Stage lights go up. There I am lying in the center stage like a starfish, all tangled up in this blue silky fabric. And we had invited the freshman class to watch the rehearsal. Mm-hmm. So you can only imagine my horror when the lights went up and there's all these oh, young grade nines just staring at me. Everybody was like, oh my God, are you okay? I was like, let's just, let's not speak of this. Let's just, we're not mm-hmm. going to talk about it. Let's just, let's, let's move on. So for me, that was definitely the most embarrassing thing I could think of. Yeah. Oh. Like, I was like like a, a fish in a net, just like all tangled oh. up. Fabric. Like, it was just, it was, it was not funny at the time, but now. There's no there. coming back from that. There's no pretending that was intentional. No. I wish. I wish I could be like, yeah, that's, that's part of the scene. It's supposed to happen, but <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me today. I quite enjoyed talking with you. Oh, thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. Of course. And I hope I see you in class sometime. That would be fun. And you enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks. You too. Take care.